Hey, this is John Ruland with Spider Go Games, and you're listening to Legends of Tabletop or watching whatever. <laughs> whatever you prefer. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, this is John. And this is Vince. And you're listening to Legends of Tabletop. Creating legends one die at a time. Hey everybody, this is episode 81 of the Legends of Tabletop podcast. Thanks for tuning in and or downloading or playing. Uh, we've got John tonight, no Vince still. Uh, I thought he was coming back for December, but uh, he had a prior engagement for this evening, so we're just going to forge ahead with Adam as we've been doing. Uh, so how's it going, John? How you been? I've been pretty good. Um, got got some, uh, some new games coming up. Um, uh, on the downside, I was laid off from my day job, but, uh, that's not such a, that's not such a bad deal because, uh, um, well, that's the long story short, it's not such a bad deal. <laughs> All right. That's fair. I was going to ask you, uh, so we have a thing at the top called something cool. What kind of cool things have been going on? I'm assuming losing your job is not one of the cool things. <laughs> Actually, no, it probably is in the long run, but, um, uh, you know, that, that job wasn't the greatest, but, um, the cool things um, we, we've uh, we we've been getting a lot of really great feedback with martial art. Um, people have been actually someone posted on the forums. Uh, he liked the game so much. He was wondering why there wasn't more talk about it going on. Um, I mean, yeah, the reason for that is we we don't have uh, we don't have a ton of reach because we're just you know a few people doing this sure. in our spare time. But um, we got um, an expansion of martial art that we're working on and a couple more card games. Um, one of which is actually pretty. Uh, um, I don't want to say revolutionary because that's pretentious, but it's very, very different from anything that uh, that we've done or played before. So I'm really excited about those. Cool. Very cool. All right. Um, so I guess we could backtrack a little bit. So I, I met you at RinCon this, uh, this past October. It was my first one. Uh, have you been going for the last couple of years or was this uh, – well, you went in 15, right, for Gangster Dice? Uh-huh. Yeah, I've been going to RingCon for about ever since I knew about it, probably 2011, maybe. Uh, even past four or five years. So uh, I love RingCon because it's so, it's so um, I mean, it's a local, obviously. You can just kind of drive there. But mm -hmm. um, it's also just a really chill environment, and there's so many people you know there from around town. So um, it's a great convention. Yeah, very intimate. I think uh, when I had uh, I had Seth Jaffe on, uh, I don't know, last month, and uh, he said they had about 500 or so people. So it was cool because you get to see the same people, you know, all weekend long and, you know, play games together and stuff. So it was very cool. Very cool for me for my first experience going. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And you guys had a table there. You, uh, I sat down with you, I think uh, – not very long after getting there on uh, on Saturday morning and uh, demoed martial art for me. Uh, mm -hmm. One of the games that you guys have available, you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, martial art is um, it's it's called martial art because it's a it's a battle game, um, hence the martial and art. Because uh, we we took this um, uh, this historic Japanese artwork and um, as one of our pieces is the iconic Great Wave. Um, that's been been in in so many different things. You may recognize it. Um, it's um, it it it's a it's a pretty simple uh, uh, mechanic. Um, so it's a lot like war. Yeah, there it is. And see that 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 cover art there is actually that is actually a um, one a good example of um, of uh, yep. There it is. Great wave. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's basically like war. Everyone plays a card. The highest card wins, um, but each card has special abilities. And you, the goal of the game is to sort of gather land, um, and, and you need 12 land points to win. The first person to do that becomes Shogun, so it's kind of a classic Shogun um, age of the country at war sort of theme. Um, but what, what makes it really um, appealing to a lot of people is the artwork that we've, we've uh, sort of curated here. Mm -hmm. um, it's all pre-1900. Much of it is historic. Uh, yep, there's our samurai card. Uh, 
a lock on to me. We'll throw some cards up here. Not that anybody listening will be able to see it, but <laughs> yeah, the, and it's it's just we've sort of just found the best um, artwork that that we could find to to convey the cards, and it's they're just beautiful. So um, our graphic designer Danielle has done an excellent job putting together the cards um, and sort of showcasing the art. Um, you may notice we did full art cards. Mm -hmm. um, edge so to get, edge. Yeah, just so we could get so much of the art on the cards. Yeah, I, I, I think that really works well. You know, I think the border would kind of, it would just throw it off. It's really beautiful, edge to edge. The, the, and the art is amazing. Um, yeah. You know, when, when I sat down and played, I was like, ah, sure, you know, whatever, I'll play something on here. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. <laughs> and it was super easy to pick up because it is like a very simple, like war style mechanic with that twist of, okay, this card's a three, or if I play it during battle, you know, if, and the other card is less than something else, I can add them together. So there's all this interplay yeah. between the cards and stuff, which is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I, I think we did a very good job of streamlining this game so that most of the complexity is actually hidden from the player. Um, you can literally teach the game in a minute. Mm -hmm. um, and however, um, there is actually a surprising amount of skill. Um, it, it's not going to be, you know, magic or anything because, yeah, it's just a... 72 card game but um yeah it's very simple and surprisingly strategic and very pretty mm -hmm. yeah th this is kind of thing i like especially i, I like the two-player stuff because i play with my brother a lot so it's just you know i'm gonna try to out strategize you and yeah. you know like the assassin card so if the other player plays a card that has a rank of 10 or higher it makes it a zero and you win so there's always that you know sort of give and take and you know trying to you know, figure out what the other person's doing. And, and for him and I, it's fantastic because it's always, screw you, I won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, um, his original design for this game, I originally made it to play with my girlfriend and she ended up loving it. Um, and then um, I, I brought it to the crew and um, Adrian is the other guy who does um, a lot of the design at Spider Goat. And um, he, he came up with a version of it that was much more streamlined and and even more strategic, so we, we kind of went from there, and it kind of grew into a game that um, you can play with up to four people. And, uh, yeah, like I said before, a surprising strategic depth. So when I was looking through the blog, um, as you said, you can play with up to four people. Uh, in the current iteration, you need two decks to play with four people, so it's essentially two-person game? Mm -hmm. Yeah, one, one deck um, one get, one deck is um, it's really just the land that you, that you need. Um, it has enough land to play with two people. Um, and then uh, the second deck will let you play with four. You can play with more, but um, it, after four people, the uh, amount of interaction kind of becomes sort of chaotic and random because there's so many people playing cards with effects. So, um, sure. yeah, one deck for two players, uh, two decks for up to four. Cool. All right. And then your other game, which I also got to play, was Gangster Dice. You want to tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about that one? Yeah, Gangster Dice, that was our very first game that we published. Um, we did it on Kickstarter two years ago, um, or well, more like a year and a half. But um, it's, uh, it's a sort of classical 1920s era Dick Tracy-style gangsters um, for a theme, and it uses dice, obviously. Um, and it's, it's a little different from um, any of the mechanics in games that I have played so far. Um, that's why we that's why we made it. We wanted to make something different. Um, the idea is that you um, whoop cat. <laughs> is that, uh, <laughs> the idea is, is is that you have these dice. You start the game with these dice, and they're sort of the evidence against you, and you're trying to get rid of them to be proven innocent um, and and escape the cops. So uh, much of the game revolves around. Um, getting your dice into a position where you can give them all away quickly because as you lose dice, your ability to, to do things diminishes. Um, so you, you want to get into a position where you get, you, you don't lose too many dice too quickly, but then you can give them all away as fast as possible and win. Right. And you have um, character cards. So each, uh, yeah. maybe about 10 or 15 of them or something. They look like there was a bunch. I, I don't remember the exact number now, but so you pick a character and then that character has a special ability that you can use when you're rolling dice and, you know, trying to get stuff. Oh, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there are, we have, um, the, the, the normal game has 10 and the expansion has eight. So 
There's one here. Ricky Frankie. He's he's a favorite because he's kind of a Yahtzee type player and who doesn't love rolling dice and getting a Yahtzee? Mm -hmm. and there's you know kind of there's a classic gangster right there. So yeah. um, the game has like um, yeah ten base game characters and eight expansion characters. And this game can be played with up to five. Cool. Yeah, it was fun. Custom dice are always a lot of fun, and they're three different colors. So you've got the the custom icons, and then a couple different colors, which figure into the the mechanic as far as uh, being able to get rid of your dice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the tactile feel of rolling dice is always. It's just who doesn't love rolling dice? I mean, you know, especially when they're custom dice. So <laughs> um, that it's just always fun to to play this game and just. Sometimes just get as many dice as you can, even though that's not usually a good thing, and just have a big pool of dice to roll. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's still fun. Cool. And they're both available on the website now? They are, yes. SpiderGoatGames.com. Awesome. Also in the show notes. Um, when you went and uh, attempted to kickstart uh, Gangster Dice the first time, you guys wound up canceling it. Um, yeah. What happened with that? What, what kind of lessons did you guys take out of that? Yeah, so um, biggest thing for any aspiring uh, project creators out there we found was that um, we believed that Gangster Dice was an excellent game and a, a fantastic new mechanic that people would love, um, but that doesn't matter because uh, we didn't have any outreach at all. So it, it, the, the idea of build a better mousetrap and the world will be the path to your door, uh, not, not true. Um, you have to... <laughs> Uh, now, word of mouth can help, but people need to, you know, if your product is good enough, but you need to, you need to make sure that the word gets out there. So we did a much better job the second time around. We lined up uh, family and friends to help get us that initial bump at the start. So it looked like people, you know, so people are actually back, backing it. Um, and then we had reviewers do, um, do previews, interviews, things like that. Um, and then for martial art, we made sure to do that sort of thing as well. And uh, also we made a fantastic looking product or project page. Um, and that, that is essential. Um, the Japanese artwork really helped to draw um, a lot of people. Um, and on Kickstarter, presentation really is, is the main thing. It's, it's king. Mm -hmm. You got to have a good video. It's got to, everything's got to be clear on the page, concise, show a lot of art. It's, it's yeah. a pretty big undertaking. Yeah. Yeah, our art art is king. Show show good art, and people are in, um, immediately interested. Um, it's, it's just human. It's kind of a way to you know you to to pick your interests. So uh, that art art is is really really important. Well, and I and I you know you know from a customer standpoint, um, I, I think the choice to go with the Japanese art was amazing. You know, comparing that on the blog to you know some of the art that you had for like a medieval themed game. Yeah, there's really no comparison. Like as cool as the assassin card might be, the Japanese cards are so much better. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, we, we we wanted to do a medieval theme originally, but the the art the available art just wasn't wasn't there. Um, if you look at medieval European art, it's, it's bad. <laughs> it just looks really bad. It doesn't get really good until about the Renaissance. Um, so we, that's when we decided to look at Japanese art instead. And we found the treasure trove of all this amazing artwork that's just out there. I tell you the last handful of games that I bought, it's gotta be the last four or five all had Japanese theme lanterns, martial arts. Mm -hmm. uh, I have about two, uh, Age of War, like all these different things. I'm like, I don't know what's happening, but I really love all these games. Yeah, I kind of feel like Japan's uh, the the West's cultural gateway to the East. So um, it, it's the Japanese uh, theme is is pretty big. Yeah. Now, uh, so were you able to uh, procure art um, that was in public domain for that, or did you have someone commissioned to do art specifically for martial art? Uh, we, we had our, uh, we, we didn't do any of the actual artwork ourselves. We were able to um, be able to find online um, archives of art in the public domain. Um, and we, we made absolutely sure <laughs> that it was all public domain because, you know, you never want to mess around with that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, that, uh, that was mostly done by uh, the other three people on our team uh, as far as finding the artwork. Um, and, and then, of course, Danielle, our artist, uh, 
artist slash graphic designer. She did all the art for Gangster Dice. Um, she had to put it all together on the cards and make it look pretty. Um, and she, I think she did a fantastic job of that. Really, mm -hmm. really sort of jumps out at you. Yep, mission accomplished for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, and that's cool too because, uh, you know, such a, a huge chunk of, of a Kickstarter's um, you know, revenue, as it were, you know, goes to art, you know, art and production and shipping. <laughs> so yes, to be able to yes, sort of eliminate that, that that's a, a, you know, boon for you guys as, as developers and designers. Oh yeah. She, uh, she's been amazing. Um, it, uh, it's, we, we've given her a share of the company. So, um, she, she's, um, uh, it, it helps keep people engaged. I, I think if, if they feel like they're, they're working on a thing that, that, that they themselves possess. Um, so, um, yeah, she's, she's been amazing. Um, I don't know what we would have done without her, honestly, because, <laughs> uh, getting, getting, a you know, paying a graphic designer, or a artist is quite expensive. So our funny goals wouldn't have been as low as, as we, uh, as we had made them. We've right. had to be higher. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's a, so there's a five of you guys are all friends here from Tucson. Is that uh, how all Spider Go got started? Yeah, there's, there's four of us officially and other people help out. Um, there's, there's me, uh, Danielle, Aaron, and Adrian. Um, me and Adrian are friends back from Michigan. We met Aaron and Danielle uh, here in Tucson playing games. Cool. Do you have a, a store of choice? I and mean, we've got, uh, I guess, about six or seven different uh, FLGSs <laughs> here in Tucson. Do you guys frequent yeah, one more than the other? Well, um, it's not that we necessarily prefer one over the other. Our, our two main haunts are Tucson Games and Gadgets and Isle of Games. Both are amazing stores. Um, it's, uh, but TGG is, is easier for all of us to reach because it's right in the middle of town. So that, that's where we generally go. Great, great people at both stores. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, I, I usually wind up over an aisle. Just, so every store does a little bit. Not that anybody's not here in Tucson is going to care, but you know each store has like a little bit of a different thing. Like heroes and villains, you know they yeah. do the the table games, but they have the comic shop. And Isla Games has more board games. You know mm -hmm. uh, Tucson Games and Gadgets has more like X Wing and and a lot of you know that sort of stuff. So you know, each store has its own kind of little thing. Yeah, its own personality. And of course, mm -hmm. uh, Amazing Discoveries is the magic store that also yep. Yep. your uh, board games. So. Um, yeah, we, we tried that out a bit as well when, you know, we first arrived in Tucson, but, um, it's a good place to go play magic, but, uh, not, not so much board games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A couple of times I've been in there, it's table after table guys playing magic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. Not my it's thing. cool. It's its own thing, but, um, if we're going, going to somewhere to play board games, yeah, you know, places that, right. uh, they're specialized in board games are much better. Mm-hmm. Now, are you more of a board game player than an RPG player? Or do you do both? Oh yeah, I, I do both. I'm, I'm much more of a uh, a board gamer, though. Um, I've, I've played my share of uh, uh, RPGs. Um, surprisingly, not in many of the mainstream ones. Most of them was one. Most of the campaigns I've done were is actually a uh, a system that Adrian made, huh. um, and that was surprisingly fun uh, for something that a guy made when he was about 22. So <laughs> that's been great. Um, but yeah, mostly board games. Um, that whole strategic feel is, is what really draws me and the, also the tactile feel of placing cards and, and, or holding cards and placing houses and things like that. Mm -hmm. Do you have a, a particular style, like a, a Euro game or worker placement, a site collection? Is there anything that really kind of, Sucks you in, you're like, oh, that, that's it right there. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, I am partial to card games because um, I, I like having a hand you can look at and and having just a list, uh, like sort of a list of options you can do. But I kind of really like everything, um, you know, everything from Euro to Ameritrash to, uh, you know, a quick dice game. Whatever whatever is good. I, I, I like things that are good. If, it, if a game feels sloppy, then uh, I, I, I kind of feel... Uh, I'm a little angry, honestly, because <laughs> yeah, the amount of time we spent uh, streamlining martial art, I kind of feel like other other people can do the same. Although, um, yeah, well, that's that may seem a little uh, pretentious again, but um, yeah, I like games that are streamlined. 
When, so when you play, do you, uh, you know, are you filing things away in the back of your head as you're playing? Like, oh, I like this mechanic or I don't like that mechanic or this interaction yeah. in game. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's uh, it's kind of a curse <laughs> not to be able to play a game and uh, not analyze it. But um, I, I love I love playing a, a game that has a new mechanic that that it does really well, even even if uh, other parts of the game aren't aren't put together. Uh, super well, because um, I mean, let's be honest. If martial arts are a really small game, if you put in together a huge uh, Euro game, that's a lot more design work. So um, I'm much more willing to forgive things if it's a much larger, grander game with a cool mechanic. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, when you guys start, uh, obviously theme is important, uh, you know, to a lot of people. You know, like an art, you know, all that kind of stuff kind of catches your eye. Do you guys try to come up? with a theme first you look at mechanics first is it a blending of the two it just kind of depends on the game um it's mostly mostly mechanics first um theme second um trying to design from a theme perspective um you end up with a fantasy flight game i kind of feel <laughs> that's, that's that's what they do uh that's what that's what ameritrash games are like um we're, we we go more for smoother smoother gameplay and um, uh, on the other hand though it's very important that the theme is very very engaging because theme is usually what what intrigues people to play the game in the first place and it, and it's a huge part of what makes the game fun um, like you, you go and play Arkham Horror and it's you know the mechanics are a bit unwieldy, but it's 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 a really cool feeling of of sort of fighting against uh, the the great old ones and their minions, um, and and it's just really engaging that way. So um, we we make sure we start from a mechanic standpoint, so the games are are smooth, but um, it, you got to make sure the mechanic is is really good. Or, I'm sorry, the theme. Mm-hmm. Is there a a local like design group that you guys are a part of? Do you play test mostly in house? Do you you know play test over at at Isle or or Tucson Game the Gadgets? Uh, mostly in house. Um, our process is sort of um, you know we we have an idea for a game, we, we work on it, we we put it together, and then we bring it to our our group and uh, see how it goes over. Um, now we've we've had plenty that have gone over poorly, <laughs> uh, many more that than have gone over well. <laughs> uh, most of them go poorly, but um, you know the the good ones we we um, analyze what what could what could go better, what's fun about them, and then see if we can go from there. Um, have done a lot of play play test <clears throat> play testing actually with uh, Seth as well. Um, he brings a lot of prototypes around. It's cool to see the the new um, the new uh, new games that. TMG is making. Um, that's that's always fun to see those new new things coming out from him too. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, let's see. Lost my train of thought now. <laughs> I was thinking about grabbing a beer. <laughs> um, so, how long for the two games that you that you have developed, Martial Art and Gangster Dice? How long did each game take to bring to market from inception to Kickstarter? From from insect. From yeah, from inception to the start of our Kickstarter campaign, mm-hmm. uh, probably about a year for each one. Um, it's not bad. Yeah, um, maybe Gangster Dice a little more because well, uh, it depends on whether you count the first launch or the second launch. Um, it uh, we we want to make sure that our games are fully play tested and anything. It's sort of any. Make sure any any uh, serious problems are removed from them, because I've gotten plenty of games from Kickstarter that um, they they may do something cool and interesting or have great art, but then you sit down and play them and um, you're having a good time, and but after half an hour you realize a glaring problem that totally breaks the game. Um, so we want to make sure our games are not like that. Um, we want everyone to make, we want everyone to know that our games are going to be thoroughly vetted before we release them to the world. Sure. And and speaking of Kickstarter, you look like you're a fairly active backer yourself. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mostly been doing the smaller games because, uh, you know, partially, partially because I like smaller games, but also partially because that's what, that's what we're doing right now. Um, so kind of uh, helps me learn the, 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 
the way Kickstarter works and uh, what comes out of Kickstarter. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, uh, one game I played recently was Dark Dealings. Um, it's a game where you, you're a, a dark lord and heroes are coming to defeat you and you have to sort of kill them before they defeat you. So um, that, that one's a lot of fun. That one's really, really well, um, really well made, uh, really well streamlined. It's probably the best, the most streamlined and polished game that I've gotten from Kickstarter so far. Um, the one thing I will say about it that, uh, is that people don't always want to play it because there's a lot of memory involved and that can be stressful. But uh, I, I like it. <laughs> have Have there been many games? Have you ever been screwed on a Kickstarter? As many as that you backed? Uh, yeah. There was one game I was really looking forward to called Maze Master. Um, it was a it was in Britain uh, that it was being produced, and the reason that's relevant is because it fell through completely, and someone else picked up um, the the game and tried to basically tried to fulfill most people's uh, pledges and they started with the, the people who had the least, the, the smallest shipping costs because they wanted to ship out as many games as they could. So I ended up not getting my game over here in the USA mm. um, at all. <laughs> yeah, so that yeah. was frustrating because that game looked really, really fun. Right. Well, cause you hear, I, I mean, I, I haven't backed a ton of games, but I, you know, I backed a bunch and I, you know, Knock on wood, I've never had a problem. But you do hear, you know, obviously there's the really big ones where, you know, they go down in flames and, you know, somebody walks yeah. away with a half a million dollars or whatever. But, um, you know, you throw a 10 bucks here, 20 bucks there, and you yeah. know, you're kind of like, eh, you know. Yeah, I, I lost, I mean, I lost 30 bucks in that game, but, but uh, oh, well. The, yeah. It's the only one I've, I've backed. Um, how many games? I mean, I've backed a lot of projects. Not all of them are games, but I've probably gotten – at least 30 games through Kickstarter. And, um, that's the only one I've been completely burned on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's good. That's a pretty good track record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, no, one that... thing I hope that we never, uh, do is completely burn people. Cause yeah. Well, if we, if that end up, ends up happening, we're, we're done with publishing games. No one will trust us again. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, it seems like you guys are doing your homework, and you've got two on two successful under your belt now. So you're, you know, you're a pro at this now. Uh, yeah, we, I mean, we've we got we we know what to do. Um, outreach is is still something we're we're struggling with. Um, like I said, someone posted on our forums the other day, like, why isn't there more talk about this game? Uh, so we're 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 um, working on that as well. And uh, I mean, right right now, <laughs> right. <laughs> So uh, that, that, that's a big thing that, that we're working on. But, um, yeah, it's, it helps to have that experience to know, you know, it's just the third, third campaign. First one went horribly. Second one, second one went reasonably well. Third one went way better than we expected. <laughs> Did, so were you prepared? I, well, so I guess with canceling the first one, so were, so were you unprepared for, you know, the amount of work or, or whatever was entailed with the initial Kickstarter was it was it kind of a surprise when you jumped in. You're like, ah, oh, we just we'll post it and we'll make some money and then we'll make the game and you know we'll send it out. Uh, we we weren't prepared. It, it wasn't really a question of work. We just didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we we were disappointed. Um, Especially because you know it's it's Kickstarter, so you, you the whole pur purpose is, um, well, well, at least in your first you know campaign or so, your your family and friends are supposed to help you kickstart um, the thing you're doing, mm -hmm. um, and then you know that'll that'll uh, that should lead to other people backing it and so on, and actually you know getting it to the people who are actually that uh, the market for that sort of thing. Um, but we didn't coordinate that very well. And like I said, we didn't have our outreach to reviewers and such going very well either. So, um, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a surprise that, that, that we failed so, so badly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so in, in doing research to, you know, find out as much as I could about you guys beforehand, it, it looked like you weren't super active on social media, like Twitter, Facebook, and things like that. Um, it's just a, a, a time issue or, you know, because we have all this, you know, Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And it's it's a huge time sink. Uh, yeah. It, it, get all the things out. Yeah, it sure is. It's a huge time sink. Um, 
the other people in Spider Goat don't um, they they don't they're not really into social media a lot. Um, so it's, it's mostly uh-huh. mostly just me doing the marketing stuff. But um, we're working on stuff right now where they can sort of uh, help me out. Um, it's, it's just they're it's just they don't really want to be in the spotlight or anything. That's that's fine. Um, but it's it's mostly just um, the fact that it's pretty much just me doing any any outreach. Sure. So some people do, you know, they, everyone tells their their friends about it and such. But yeah, right. Yeah, it, it makes it tough when you're the only one doing it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, what are you What are you playing these days? Uh, any Any uh, favorite that's making it to the table uh, more often than not? Well, yesterday I just played Mystic Veil vale for the first time. That that game is that game is great. Um, it uh, it's I mean it's super easy to pick up if you ever played a deck building game. And uh, I mean art, beautiful art, as I mentioned before, that always so it's huge. Um, so that made me really interested, of course. And then the whole card building idea made me really interested. And then I finally got to play it for the first time last night, and uh, can't wait to play it again. <laughs> But I don't own the game, so <laughs> I have to oh. look for that guy's available again. <laughs> uh, is that the one where you one person plays the the spirit and you're trying to uh, communicate with the other players via? Uh, that, that's Mysterium. I oh, Mysterium. I'll okay, yeah, play yeah. that game. But um, the, uh, Mystic Veil is a card building game uh, where you buy um, you buy things to to put in your cards. Each card has a has a sleeve. It's a giant card. And it's sleeved, and you can insert things into the card sleeve to build the card up. Uh, transparent uh, plastic inserts, and you can you sort of build cards that way, so that your cards get more powerful as as the game goes on. Very cool. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Um, I've, so have you always been a gamer yourself? Was this something you came to like you know college, or you know you start out with you know Monopoly and Parcheesi and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, um, well, I've, I've kind of always been a gamer. Um, I used to play uh, war games like Axis and Allies with uh, my dad back in the day. I picked up Warhammer when I was about 14. Um, and then I, I played various other board games here and there, but I didn't, re- didn't really get into it until about six years ago um, when I sort of discovered the, the world of modern board games. And uh, that was cool to find. <laughs> All the different games, all the mm-hmm. new, the new innovative games um, that are just so much better than a lot of the old games that are considered classics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the new non-traditional uh, right. yeah, styles. Games. Yep. We uh, I have a board game meet up here, and and uh, I'm down in Sarita, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we've got a lot of older folks out here, so mm-hmm. you know we get all kinds when it comes to to the board game meetup. And uh, it, it's always, I bring everything or as much as I can because you never know who's going to come. And yeah. <laughs> uh, there's certain games you can't play with certain people. And it's like, hey, we don't have Yahtzee. I mean, it says <laughs> on the meetup, you know, it's not that kind of a meetup. But. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not interested in playing games like, like Jenga. But a lot of people, you say board games and people who, who don't play a lot of strategy board games, they think of, you know, oh, you like Monopoly or Jenga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool. It's, it's been interesting for me because I, I come from that. Like I play a lot of like Pinochle and card games and, you know, I'm more of an RPG guy myself. Um, but with the podcast, we've got more into to board games and it, it really gets a hold on you. You, you know, you play one yeah. thing and then it's like, oh, this is cool. What about that thing? And then somebody brings something else and it's a whole shelf full of games now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I have. I'm looking at my two giant shelves that are just bursting with games over there. It's mm-hmm. it's hard to control yourself when there's that that many cool things out there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's. I was talking to my brother about Kickstarter, and I'm like, I and I big, you know, I backed a couple of things, and then I went and I'm like, I backed like thirty things already. What the hell? Yeah, yeah, because it's so easy to just scroll through there and see things that, ooh, that looks cool, and mm-hmm. you click the click either remind me or like, or like the pledge and like, Oh, you know, that's just, that's just one more game. What's one more game. And before you know, yeah, it, this, I can yep, this one's only 20 bucks. Oh, that one's only 30 bucks. And then, <laughs> you know, the bill comes due at the end of the month. You're like, Oh my God, I bought like $400 worth of games. 
Yeah, very easy to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's crazy. Um, do you have any advice for someone who would be interested in getting into board game design? Getting into board game design? Um, well, the biggest thing is you need people who are interested in playing the games that you design. And uh, so make friends. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, reciprocate. You know, trust their games that they make them. And also make sure that the game that you're presenting to them is produced and polished as best you can before, um, before asking them to spend their precious time playtesting it. Because if you, if you, give, them, um, you give them a bunch of cards that are written on uh, you know, cardboard notes and uh, in your own handwriting and um, the gameplay doesn't work at all, uh, it, they're, I mean, it, you're, just, you're just wasting their time. So they're, they're doing you a favor. Make sure that you, you give them the best possible thing you can. Um, uh, you've, that you've gone as far as you can with, with the game in production without getting player input before you give it to people to test. And, and probably beer and pizza, too. <laughs> oh, yes. That, 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 of course, will help. <laughs> All right. Uh, when did you guys uh, start Spider Goat, and what was, the, what was sort of the impetus behind it? Um, we started, uh, let's see, 2013, I think. We always had sort of um, wanted to make games. We originally wanted to make video games, but um, that industry kind of sucks. Um, and we kind of lost interest in a lot of video games and moved more toward board games. Um, well, okay, I, I should clarify um, what I mean by that industry sucks. It's uh, working in that industry is, um, I've heard it can be, well, um, first of all, you usually don't get to design anything. You just end up either programming or testing. Right. Um, second, the, the hours they expect you to work and the pay you get is um, pretty bad um, in general. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so we, we, wanted to, we wanted to make games and uh, we were moving more toward board games. And so, um, you know, we thought about publishing our own games because, I mean, you can, you can design a game and send it to a publisher, but, you know, there are thousands of people who do that already. Um, and... If I kind of feel like if you if you want something to happen, you got to make it happen yourself, and and actually publishing a game yourself is the best way to to do that. So um, yeah, we we started Spider Go Games and decided we we're going to make our own games. And uh, with martial art, it's it's actually it started to go very well. Gangster Dice, you know, we lost money on, but um, martial art has been you know getting a little bit of that back. <laughs> so and the the best thing is that people really like it. Yeah, no, it, it's a lot of fun. It seemed like there was people around your table all weekend. So, I mean, that's mm -hmm. definitely a good sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very good. That, that's, that's really the ultimate litmus test of whether your game is good when you're testing it. Is, is, is if people want to play again, you know it's there's something good there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, and it's I, I love a portable game, something that's quick or whatever. And I just I throw stuff in my backpack. We play games at work, you know, I'm, Go to my parents' house. I'll throw something in there. You could throw it in a cargo pants pocket. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's good. It's fun. Like I said, it's it's you know strategic enough if you you know really sort of get into it, or you could just go, okay, we're playing war and we're just doing that. Um, yeah, but you can you can go. Uh, you know, I'm gonna figure out this game and figure out what the what the best strategy could be, or you could just say, ooh, I want to play this card and see what it does. And so I I, I think it's I think it's good, especially to play with your parents, probably. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> My dad hates everything. <laughs> it's it's real it's like pulling teeth to try to get him to uh to play something. Uh I bought um Seven Ronin. Have you had a chance to play that one? Uh no, I have not, actually. Uh, it, I guess I don't remember the, the designer is Polish or two guys, I guess. Uh, is it seven and, uh or forty seven Ronin. Uh seven Ronin. Mm, okay. By, and it was so it was picked up by Gray Fox, and they released it here in uh, August. Actually, I picked it up at Rincon, as a matter of fact. Oh, cool! <laughs> and uh, I was trying to show my brother how to play, and he hates it. I don't understand. I love that game; it's so much fun. So my dad <laughs> walks over to the table and was like, "I don't know what you guys are doing. I just there's, there's too much going on." And I'm like, "It's really not, though." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of games do look like there's a ton going on. What was a game? I, oh, Yokohama, another TMG game. I, I backed that one on Kickstarter. That one, that one's gonna be really good. 
Uh, Yokohama mm. looks like there's so much stuff going on. Oh, another Japanese theme game. Yeah. Uh, it looks like there's. <laughs> it just looks like there's so much stuff going on. Um, when Seth explained the rules, um, I I was like I was like uh, basically said okay, let's see how this goes. And then as soon as I started playing, it was everything made sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they can look pretty overwhelming. Yeah, I was gonna say I see pictures on on you know Twitter all the time. People have you know the games all laid out you know in mid mid game, and I'm like, oh my god, there's so many pieces. How the hell do you know what's going yeah. on? <laughs> How do you make sense of all that chaos? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, go back to uh, to to designing and spider and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, now with with Kickstarter, um, you know, it's so much easier, or the threshold is that much lower. Uh, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of companies they they don't want you to send stuff in because they have things they're working on and, you right. know, potential conflict if they have something that's similar already. Um, you know, so, so having Kickstarter as, as, you know, something that's, and it's less of a proof of concept now than when it originally started. And now it's like, Hey, I'm ready to go. I just need money to make it now. Like we're, yeah. we're good. <laughs> yeah. 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 The Kickstarter is, uh, I'm not sure what we would do without Kickstarter. Um, the threshold as you said, um, it would be a lot higher. You need a lot more funding and marketing. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know what we do. It's, it's really changed the industry and let, let more people get into it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's probably a net positive for people who just play games as well because uh, there's, there's no sort of gateway of a large company. Um, there, are a lot of, there are a lot more games that, that – can come out and a lot more ideas that can get vetted and, and the best ones will become, uh, will become popular and, and casual gamers can pick those up. Even if they, you know, even if they, they never, they never open Kickstarter once they, they may end up uh, playing a game that was funded through Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Yep. That for sure. It, it's really cool. I mean, there's some drag out there too. I, I you know, I, not everything is a winner, I suppose, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. So it's a, there's the downside too, in that there there is a lot of you know unpolished stuff out there. But um, I think overall, it's a net positive for the gaming industry. Thank oh, you. sure. Well, and it lights a fire under those guys too, because like you said, there's not one one entity then that's the uh, the arbiter of what's being released and you know what they think is going to be you know, successful because, you know, like music, oh, so there's a game like this. So if we make this game that's really similar and we just slap a different theme on it, they're going to play this too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I think it, it makes them think a little bit more broadly than they would have in the past maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Mm-hmm. Although a lot of the smaller companies like, you know, I don't, I don't want to say smaller. That may be offensive. <laughs> But like, you know, Stronghold or, or Tasty Minstrel yeah. or, you know, any of those guys, I, I think they're probably a lot more in touch than say, uh, you know, like a, a Parker Brothers or something. I mean, they just put out whatever they put out. Oh, yeah, so. absolutely. Um, I, I mean, I know Seth, Seth is always getting around and, and just talking to gamers and, and just gaming. And so, I mean, he's really in tune. Yeah, that's a really cool experience to have that sort of, you know, interplay with somebody who's working at the company. Now, did you guys get a lot of uh, interaction on the Kickstarter when yeah, you were doing yeah. um, it? it was, that, we were really happy to have that. Um, the, yeah. the biggest interaction came from we would actually post um, uh, artwork that we were thinking about using for the game, and we would compare two against, against each other, and we would have our backers vote on which, which they thought was best. And um, so, I mean, that, that did two things. One... Um, it engaged people and they, they kind of got to feel like they're a part of it. And, and two, it helped us, helped us, uh, decide, uh, you know, if there's an internal disagreement, you know, which, which one do we want to use? It helped us sort of to, uh, to get outside input as well. So yeah. that, that was, that was great. Well, that's cool. And, uh, and you said you guys are, or have a couple of things in the works right now that you're, uh, Yes, we do. Um, yeah, we um, so we've got an expansion to martial arts that um, will probably be late next year. Um, a game we we're hoping to launch early next year um, is a haunted house themed game. Um, this is the one I was I was saying that was very very different. Um, it's a cooperative game. Um, it's just a it's just a single deck of cards like martial art. Uh, the setup is that um, it's England um, in the first half of the 20th century, maybe World War II. Um, 
and Elizabeth and her younger brother James go to their um, grandfather's old house um, and uh, just by themselves and um, Elizabeth wakes up in the middle of the night and James is gone and she has to go and find him and so um, helping Elizabeth are the friendly spirits of her uh, grandma and grandpa and other ancestors sort of whispering to her about dangers in the house and places she she should go and places she should not go. Um, so one person will play Elizabeth and the other people play the spirits and they they have one word they can say. Uh, they'll draw a card and they'll have one word that they can say to convey information to Elizabeth about what is on the card. And Elizabeth can decide to either have them keep that card um, or discard that card. And at the end of the round, uh, they were the spirits reveal all the cards, and it's sort of like a push your luck game. So you find out if you if you bust or not, and obviously you wanna you wanna search as many rooms as possible. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's 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 really exciting. Um, we we've been struggling to get it to a, a point where it's um, smooth and makes sense, but we, um, you know, because it's, it's I haven't heard of a game with that with that sort of mechanic before. Um, it's pretty new, um, but we think we've got a version that's, that works very well and is, is really exciting. So hopefully they'll be coming to Kickstarter in, uh, February or March. February or March. Okay, cool. Sounds good. I, I saw the art on the blog. If, if that's the art that you're going with, it looks, it looks pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's Danielle's art there. Um, she, oh, yeah? yeah, she's, she's very good. Um, for an amateur artist, I mean, even for a professional artist, that's pretty solid. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, yeah. When I was going through, I was like, "Wow, that's, that looks really cool." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I that's what I was thinking too. She had this sort of Tim Burton style art idea, and when she showed me the first uh, her first sort of um, concept sketch, I was, I was like, "Oh wow, yeah, that makes me want to play the game." So um, that's that's moving along. Nice. If you need reviewers, I'll just throw that out there. You know, we're on. Yeah, and, you know. Well, well. <laughs> uh, a big part of it is actually going to be, because it's so different, we don't know if the game will actually, quote, unquote, work. So we're going to have to, pretty soon we're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to show it to some people before we, um, you know, go all the way with, with making all the art and everything and, and see if the game actually does work. Um, so, yeah, I'll definitely keep you in the loop about that. Cool. Yeah, you know, when when you spend so much time with something and you know all the ins and outs, sometimes it's hard to to oh, yeah. see if people are gonna how things are are working. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the you really need fresh eyes. Once you know, we, we have our uh, there are four of us and then a few other people who have been helping with it. But um, you know, you gotta you have to show some sort of polished thing to fresh eyes at some point to really get a perspective on how the how the game actually is. Because you know, when people get that game in the mail, they're going to open it up and they're going to—they're not going to know how to play it. They're not going to know any any of the tricks. <laughs> if if they don't understand how it works, uh, if they can't figure it out, the game is a bust. So, um, yeah, we got to show. We're going to have to show it to to some fresh eyes and not too long. Cool. Sounds good. Well, we'll uh, we'll keep a spot open for you come February or March. You want to come on and uh, talk about uh, what you have happening, and uh, you know, make sure we get the promotion out there. Oh, yeah, that'd be excellent. Cool. Very cool. Um, so I've, I kept you for about an hour and maybe should probably roll into the final five and start to wind this thing down. Sounds good. All right. So we have five geeky slash nerdy questions. It's kind of an either or, although you can cop out and say both. I mean, that's up <laughs> to you. Uh, so I'll hit you with the first one. It's Star Trek or Star Wars. Ah, yes. All right. So this one's kind of a both, but I, uh, but, but I think I do lean towards Star Wars just because of the spectacle. But I like the philosophy behind Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Two completely different worldviews. <laughs> yeah, very, very, very different. <laughs> do you have your tickets for next weekend for Star Wars? I don't. I, uh, I've kind of given up going you know, opening weekend to things like this because it gets so chaotic. But I'll, I will be going the first week for sure. I'm very, very excited. I'm I'm debating whether or not I should get tickets for Friday early because I don't work on Friday. So I'm like, oh, I could go at like 11. Maybe it won't be too busy. That's a good point. Neither do I right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so maybe That's I will do that. 
<laughs> just gave me an idea. All right. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, tabletop or video games? Oh, tabletop. I mean, video games, I kind of feel like it's mostly a solitary thing, and, and they're great for... They're great for what they are, but um, tabletop is you you get to sit around with friends and joke around and and um, just have actual things in your hand that you're playing with. So, mm -hmm. uh, yep, tabletop for sure. Well, you know, if you're video gaming, you can yell at your friends about all the nasty <laughs> things you're going to do to their mother. You know, I mean, there's yeah, that. True, yeah. <laughs> yeah, through it through the headset or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, uh, DC or Marvel. Um, uh, Marvel. I mean, DC doesn't make, they don't do very well with their movies, unfortunately, I, I feel. Yeah. Their TV's not so bad. Mm-hmm. No, Flash and... They did, did they do the Dark Knight trilogy? Um, well, yeah, so the, the Christian Bale, well, I mean, that, I mean, it should really be Batman or Marvel, right? I mean... Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> Because the Dark Knight trilogy, I, I will say the Dark Knight was is my favorite superhero movie um, uh, ever. So uh, aside from that, I would I would go with Marvel. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Uh, Sci-fi or fantasy? Um, in what in what media? Ooh, interesting. Um, you choose. <laughs> hmm. Well. Let's see. Uh, for 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 I would go sci-fi for books, and for visual visual media I would go with fantasy. It goes back to the spectacle um, for fantasy and and for sci-fi. I feel like so much of sci-fi that I at least like is about um, is about ideas. Um, I just read um, what is it called Blind Sight recently. That's a game or uh, it's a book about. Uh, first contact with an alien species in the post-singularity future. So end of the 20, 21st century type of deal. And there's no way that could possibly be translated to a, into a movie. <laughs> but yeah. the, the ideas involved are amazing. And um, then with, I mean, with, with fantasy, just, I mean, just look at Lord of the Rings. I mean, that, that's a great read as well, but it just, the way it came out on the big screen was just fantastic. So yeah. I, would, I would go books for sci-fi and uh, screens for fantasy. Okay. Did you catch uh, Westworld at all? Or were you into that? Yes. yes, that was fantastic as well. That was that was a that was a good actually thinking sort of sci-fi, um, sort of thinking visual sci-fi story. Don't know how else to put it, no, but that that was that was very good. Yeah, I I just watched the uh, the season finale last night, and you know, like two episodes before, when you find out what you find out, I'm like, wow, really? I would never saw that coming. And then you get yeah. to the end, and I'm like, oh my god, like almost half of the season. Oh, I don't know, spoilers. <laughs> people didn't watch it yet, but yeah, yeah it was really, really good. Yeah, mind bending. Yeah, it's all kinds of twists and turns that I didn't expect. Yeah, and I kind of feel like there's a little bit of uh, Battlestar Galactica in it as well. You know. Hint, hint, not for not to give anything away if people haven't haven't seen it. But yeah, it, that that was a little bit of the feeling I got. Yeah, it, it was really good. I'm looking, but 2018 is what I heard when it's coming back. I, that seems really oh, right. like an odd. That doesn't make that. sense to me. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. longer than I want to wait. <laughs> yeah, especially as much buzz as it has. Like, yeah. you know, 2018 rolls around, you forget everything that. <laughs> Everything that happened before that. Yeah, well, my, my guess is, you know, it, it seemed like a pretty big budget production, so they were probably waiting to uh, renew it um, to see how much um, how much interest it, it got. Yeah. That's probably why yeah. it'll be later. Yeah. Well, here's open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, the last one is, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Hmm. The ability to bring peace and happiness all over the world. No, I'm just kidding. That's boring. <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe, um, I mean, flying has always been an intriguing, intriguing thing. Um, Earthbending from Avatar. <laughs> That's Avatar is awesome. Yeah. Earthbending would be, would be cool as well. So maybe, maybe one of those would be a great superpower to have. Cool. Did uh, I'm assuming you enjoyed Avatar when it came out? 
yes, I purposefully have not watched the movie because I don't want it, any of it ruined. So. It's terrible. It's the yeah. worst. <laughs> Got like single digit percentage points on Rotten Tomatoes, and that that means it's awful. So I don't want that ruined for me. Well, I, it was it was such a weird choice of director to have M. Night Shyamalan. Like, yeah, that made no sense. But but we, I mean, we saw it because I love love the cartoon. It's yeah. amazing. Uh, it was one of the best shows on TV at that time, bar none. I don't care what anybody says. Oh yeah, yeah. It, was, uh, it I mean, it was amazing. It it looks. I mean, it was a kid show kind of, but it's it's really not. So it it's kind of. First of all, it's an anime that turns a lot of people off. A second, it, it looks like a kid's show that turns mm-hmm. a lot of people off. But as soon as you convince someone to watch it, like my friend, it, it took me a lot of convincing. My friends had to convince me. <laughs> but <laughs> as soon as you, as soon as you actually sit down and start watching it, it's, you, you see what you've been missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, for a kid's show, it had a lot of adult themes and. Um, yep. It, it was funny and it was poignant and you know, had all those mm-hmm. and the movie had none of that, none <laughs> of the humor. I was so, so bad. So yeah. mad. <laughs> <laughs> did you, uh, so did you follow up with Cora? Did, did you like Cora or did you catch it or um, I didn't watch Cora? Um, some a couple of friends of mine watched it. They, they said it was good, but it didn't have quite the charm of uh, avatar. Yeah. So, um, you know, my, my TV viewing is rather limited. Uh, well, it has been until last week, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, so I, I haven't gotten to that yet. I DVR everything. Cause I, I never have time to actually sit and watch anything in real time. So, oh uh, yeah. Oh, we, uh, we don't even have cable. We just, we just get, you know, Hulu, Netflix, all that good stuff. Oh, there you go. Well, there's a lot of good stuff on there now. I, I, people working me. Oh, I watched you know this movie on Netflix or this new series. I'm like, oh, I don't have it. You don't have Netflix? <laughs> no, I pay for Dish, so I'm not paying yeah. for anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, TV is pretty expensive by itself without having to add Netflix and Hulu and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I try to look into it a little bit, and, and I'm like, ah, the devil that you know, as opposed to <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, I'm getting used to to make the switch, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to give out all of your details there again? Website, contact stuff, all that jazz. Yeah. Um, Spider Grove Games. www.spidergrovegames.com. Um, we have two games out right now: Martial Art and Gangster Dice. Um, uh, Martial Art looks amazing. Um, Gangster Dice has a very unique mechanic. Um. Uh, yeah, and we'll be looking to launch another another game uh, this coming year, hopefully two or three. But um, the game we're tentatively calling Evil House for now is it should be coming out early spring. Cool, that's awesome, and you'll find out all about it here on the Legends of Tabletop podcast when John comes back. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Both of those games are amazing. You should go to the website, which is in the show notes, and purchase both. Do that now. You could have them for Christmas. They're a lot of fun. It's inexpensive. You're not going to spend an arm and a leg. Uh, so it's definitely, definitely worthwhile and super portably. Throw them in a bag, take them with you, and it's aces. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you for that. Thank you for that ringing endorsement. Yep. I got to play both at Raincon, and I, I enjoyed them both. And uh, yeah, uh, it's pretty cool. I'm very glad. I will give out all of our details now, as I am wont to do. Uh, you can find this awesome podcast and all of our other stuff and all eh, some of our affiliate stuff at legendsoftabletop.com. Uh, you can find us on uh, Twitter at Legends Tabletop, no of. We're on Instagram, Tumblr. Um, eh, we're on a lot of different sites. We're on iTunes. Uh, you can hit the SoundCloud feed. Please download leave feedback, leave reviews. We appreciate all that kind of stuff. We love talking to you guys and um, interacting on Twitter and all the other stuff. So thank you for that. I want to thank John for coming on and spending his time after, I was going to say after work, but I guess that's actually not the case now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. (laughs) Thank you very much for having me on. Absolutely. We want to help uh, help promote you guys, a local local company here to Tucson, putting out awesome games. We're, we're practically neighbors. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we want to do our part to uh, to make sure you guys are doing good. Thank you very much.
Yep, absolutely. Uh, thanks, everybody, for checking it out, and we'll catch you next time. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.